what's going on, folks? And by the shaking of the ice in the cup, you know what time it is. What's good, America? I'm one half of your host here with you tonight. I am C. Turner, a.k.a. Chocolate Pudding, the part-time exotic dancer, amateur novelist, and all-around good guy. And to my right, I got the one man himself, Mr. Saturday Night. Who am I talking to? You're talking to James Walton, and I'm glad to be here once again. What's good, America? You thought we wasn't coming back. You knew we was coming back. We're excited to tell you and talk to you about everything we've been thinking about and feeling about and wanting to get to you about. Kick it off, CT. We're just going to hop straight into it, folks. We, we're coming out the gate hard with it tonight we, because I was told that we need to get a little bit more serious this week. I was told that we need to focus in on some things and talk about what's near and dear to our hearts. So that's what we're going to do tonight. I so like I wanna, it. I like it. I, I want to bring up a story about a, about a young man. He was six, seven. His favorite colors are red and gold. He loved to tear his shirts in half. He beat up Mr. T. He beat up Rocky. I'm here to talk about one man. And that man is, is a god amongst most men. I know him as Terry Gene Belia. But most common folks are only gonna know him by Hulk Hogan. The one and only. The by far top, matter of fact, top one greatest wrestler of all time. There is nobody else. Everybody else is a distant fit. Terry Hollywood Gene Hulk Hogan is one through four. There's nobody close. I'm going to give you a background on the young man himself. Hulk Hogan, 12-time heavyweight champion. That was six with a WWF, and I refuse to call it WWE. That's just my thing, whatever I deal with. it. Vince can holler at me if he got a problem. And the WCW. And it wasn't even a WCW. It was, if you saw them, you call it the WCW when it was wrestling. Saturday Night Wrestling. When he was beating up on Rick Flair. When he body slammed Van Vader. Hulk Hogan, by far, made the game what it is today. Hulk Hogan, or if you want to, matter of fact, I'll skip around a little bit. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Came out of nowhere, bash at the beach. Oh, who does Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have coming out? Who's going to be the third guy? You hear the music hit, the guitars go around. Oh, man, Hulk Hogan's coming to save the day. Nah, not tonight, folks. That ain't Hulk Hogan. That's Hollywood Hogan. He still got the ball spot, but now he's black and white. You can't be there's, – there's no one who can compare. You know what Hulk Hogan had me doing? Matter of fact, you know what Hulk Hogan had my mama doing? Going to Winn-Dixie, which was – which is, matter of fact, a southern grocery store, pick and save, whatever it is, going to buy vitamins. Wonder why? Because Hulk Hogan told me to eat my vitamins. I don't give a damn what a teacher told me. I don't care what the hell teacher told me. I don't give a damn what the doctor said. Hulk Hogan said it, so it must be real. Hulk Hogan didn't have a damn degree, but he made me eat my vitamins. Is there is there a wrestler right now that makes you want to eat vitamins? No. John Cena? <laughs> no. Macho Man Randy Savage? God rest his soul? No. Matter of fact, speaking of Macho Man, is there another wrestler right now that had a dude so mad at him 
that he made a diss album about you. And this man wasn't even a rapper. Macho Man went out of his way to go make a rap album about Hulk Hogan. There is nobody else in this man's league. It's from New Japan Wrestling, WCW, WWF, Hulk Hogan, nonstop action, all that. Hulk Hogan has single-handedly made every last wrestling promotion what it is today. If it wasn't for man screwing over Hulk Hogan, which depending on who you side with, you'll have your own opinion, but I feel like Vince screwed over Hulk. Hulk Hogan made Vince McMahon what he is. Point blank, period. What you got? Well, that is a very hot take, and I do appreciate how we came in with this. I just love that you just said that Hulk Hogan flat out is his own Mount Rushmore, which is incredible. Now, how do I feel about the great Terry Jean Belaya myself? As I was growing up, Early on in the South Side of Chicago, South Side further moved South Side all day love baby, and then moved towards the South suburbs of Chicago, and then to the cold winters of Rochester, Minnesota, and then back to the western suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Hulk Hogan was somebody that was there. He was the guy that I cheered. He was the guy that I booed, and without a doubt, the twelve heavyweight title reigns. We're all epic in their own way. But what we're talking about ultimate just guys, and we're really talking about this, I believe, from the Vince McMahon angle. And the guy I was going to bring to the discussion on this that I feel like really kind of outdid Hogan, and you have to give it credit for his time, um, is John Cena. Now, we will – Venture off this, because the one thing I do know about Chris Turner is when he's had a little bit of that yak, he gets emotional, folks. Because there's two other guys that, that we will talk about, and we'll get into that debate, uh, because that's a different day and time in wrestling. A, a glorious, glorious six years, uh, and that is the Attitude Era. But we are, talking about, we are talking about two vanilla eras when we're talking about John Cena and we're talking about Hulk Hogan. Here is my argument for John Cena. There's only one other man that has more heavyweight championship title reigns than John Cena, and that would be the Nature Boy, who arguably could be in the discussion for the GOAT, in my opinion. Jet flying, limousine riding. I forget the rest of it because I haven't had enough of my Kirkland vodka to drink yet, as we have in this conversation. <laughs> and I know he always had a hard time keeping them alligators down. I mean, he was but, taking chicks to Space Mountain. I will say that. I got to give him credit for that. Yeah, and that might be a different conversation. Uh, greatest promo. But when it comes to John Cena, let's talk about what John Cena had to do. John Cena had to come in to the WWE as two of the greatest were phasing out. We're talking about Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. We're talking about Steve Williams, a.k.a. Stone Cold Steve Austin. The only reason why any of you guys know what the WWF is is because of them guys. And John Cena had to follow that. 
And here's a guy that actually failed the prototype. This dude almost got fired within his first year at a company, Chris Turner. Hulk Hogan didn't have to deal with that. I looked up a little history on Hulk Hogan. When Vincent J. McMahon first signed Hulk Hogan, he was immediately in the title picture. Damn right. No ifs, ands, or buts. Justified. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, because the rock and wrestling era is quite incredible. Let's let's call it what it is. When you got Cindy Lopper, you know what I'm saying, who was <laughs> that's the 80s. You got Cindy Lopper in there talking about let's go and Roddy Piper cutting crazy promos. And you got Coke MTV up. involved. Yeah, well, we talking about the Coke 80s, you know, the obviously for you 80s, down man. there. You was down there in Florida, so, you know, everybody had on their Miami Vice suits. You know what I mean? And <laughs> all the brothers was trying to trying to get their hair like my man uh Philip Michael Thomas, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was down there crocking and tubs and you know what I'm saying? But roll your sleeves up, baby. You know it, you know it, man. But when when it comes to John Cena and what this guy has had to overcome, he was in the era of nobody wanted to see say your prayers, eat your vitamins. <laughs> and in fact, John Cena knew that. Who can forget word life? Hulk Hogan didn't sing his theme song. John Cena rapped all his theme songs. Let's not forget, John Cena was on the Billboard Top 200. Oh, my God. Oh, I went there. You know, And you know when, when you hear... When you hear that, the word life, you know you still, that gets you hype. It puts you in a mood. You're like, yo, this is when this dude was making it because they were booing him. They were booing him. And then all of a sudden, he's going against the Brock Lesnar's of the world, the Kurt Angles of the world. And now he's getting over. He smacked Stephanie McMahon on the ass, man. Facts. Let's not forget about this. He cut a rap promo to smack Stephanie McMahon on the ass in 2003. That's impressive. And then from there, realized that little kids were wearing a shirt that says, you know what? I'm not going to rap no more. And I know what's going to happen. The kids are going to cheer me. The adults are going to boo me. But I'm still going to come out here and put on matches. And let's talk about the fact that Hulk Hogan never had a five-star match. Not one. And for wow. all you that don't quite, for all you that don't know, he, Hulk Hogan has never had a five-star match. Not once. Not once in his career. Not ever. Let's talk about what John Cena, as a face, and the greatest 50-50 face in the history of wrestling, did in my hometown where he knew that CM Punk was the hottest thing on the face of Earth, which will be another discussion for another day. Shout out Phil Brooks. To be able to have the dignity to drop the belt to the hottest guy on the planet. Hulk Hogan never had the ability to do that. Hulk Hogan had the audacity to try to kick out an Ultimate Warrior in 1990. Yes, I watched WrestleMania 6. He tried to give him the old, oh, he barely got me kick out because I'm Hulk Hogan. Come on, man. When the dude is hot, he's hot. You let him roll. Cena took that G GTS. He went to sleep, took that three, and walked out of the ring like a true, true, true face is supposed to do. 
And I'm just telling you right now, I just watched the Firefly Fun Match. That was incredible. It was. Incredible. Hulk Hogan would have never did that. Let's be honest about it. This guy held a heavyweight championship at the age of 50-something. You damn That's Bill right. Gold. That's Bill Goldberg stuff. Come on, man. Really? Really? Really, Hulk Hogan could really take Triple H towards the end of his prime? Let's be honest, man. John Cena is the better face of his generation than Hulk Hogan, hands down. Hold on. First of all, it depends on which Triple H you're talking about. So if we're talking about DX Triple H, then no. If we're talking about Paul Levesque with the uh, with like the, the bodybuilder nipples that he got going on right now, then yes. <laughs> oh, that's the one we're talking about because this is the Triple H after the torn quad um, when we, you know, when they were the uh, power trip with him and Austin that ruined the, the invasion angle, all of it. That's the Triple H we talk about. The Triple H that had the audacity, and I'll give you credit about Hulk Hogan. It wasn't a five-star match, but it was a five-star field. The one time where I actually saw where Hogan, my goodness, that match with him and The Rock in Toronto. Yeah, that was good. That's all-time great, and that's all-time the way it's supposed to feel. Every time you watch that match, you look up and you go, dude, these, this dude was smart enough to realize I'm still going to do heel stuff, but man, I got to pose for these guys, man. I got to do what I did in 85. They feeling it right now. And that's what they want to see. So I am not discrediting Hulk Hogan as a performer and arguably the greatest of his time because the dude had longevity, but John Cena from 2003, Actually, 2002, Chris, to this yeah. year. And this dude was the second match before uh, the heavyweight match between Drew and Brock. 18 years in the game, bro. It's John Cena, man. It's John so, Cena. 18 years in the game compared to about 30. All right. So the biggest knock on John Cena to this day is why won't he turn heel? Is is that not correct? Yeah, because he didn't have to turn heel. Okay. I, I, personally, I personally wanted to see it. But this is what makes John Cena great, is that, you know what? Why do I need to turn heel? I already am heel. He was smart enough to realize that. If I go and see somebody that's hot, he knew when he was wrestling CM Punk, oh, I'm the heel here. Right. Look at, go watch that match. Go watch the way he came down. John Cena knew. They played his music. That's Chicago. If if CM Punk loses, we riot. Colt Cabana in the building. <laughs> John Cena didn't do nothing of that talking to the camera stuff. He didn't salute. He didn't even run down. None of that. This dude walked down, swole as hell, by the way. Yeah, 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 that's true. yeah, that's true. Walked his butt right down that ramp at Allstate and knew it. And they booed him out the building. Didn't matter what he did. You can't wrestles and everything. Cena never broke get-ups and come-ons. Just held it in. It wasn't the same fire. He knew, I'm actually wrestling right. heel tonight. And he had to be able to do it. that. I get it. But Hulk Hogan, in 1996, arguably his second peak, second peak of a face at that, came down. Bash at the beach, I really believe it was, as the savior of WCW, who's supposed to kick the, the outsiders out, came down at the peak of being a face, of having little boys and girls 
eat their vitamins and say their prayers and everything else came down at the peak of being a face, which for those of you who don't know, it's face and heel. You're a heel, you're a bad guy, you're a face, you're a good guy. But came down during the peak of being a face, his second peak nonetheless, and turned. There was little kids in the, I remember this, there was little kids in the first row crying because Hulk Hogan is now Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And arguably, his run as Hollywood Hulk Hogan was better than his run as, as, as regular Hulk Hogan. Like, to go from being that guy, the, the one that everybody loved, he's the good guy, he's going to save us, to the guy that genuinely everyone hates, but you love to hate him. With Cena, you hate him because, all right, dude, like, we get it. Never give up, word life, thugonomics, whatever. We get it. With Hogan, he was a bad guy. He was an asshole, but you loved it. Because when you're NWO, it's for life. Period. Well, he didn't love it that much because he sure took off them black and white tights about two years after he did that. I mean, the man was. Oh, Oh, did we forget that we forget that we forget that he just was like, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm going back to the, the, the red and yellow. They tied it as NWO. They tired of it. Not John Cena. John Cena been wearing them jorts for a long <laughs> time, bro. He's been wearing them jorts a long time. You got to be committed to wear jorts <laughs> or black. You got to be committed to be black because, you know, we can still get away with that because we black. Oh, yeah, I still, Ryan, I still got a pair, too. I still got a pair, too. John, John Cena, honorary brother, because, you know, <laughs> you know, ain't no white dudes uh, that could do that. Matter of fact, Chris, I know when we were living in the same city together, we were still both wearing jorts in the, in the 20 yeah. teens. I know for yeah, a fact. I was that happened. Jean short in the summertime, you know what I'm saying? Cover them knees up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ran out of lotion, you know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to make sure mine was touching my ankles, you know. Sometimes you got to, you live in Montana. Look here, America. You live in Montana. Sometimes you just have to let them know at the end of the day, I'm black and I'm going to do some black stuff. I just got to remind y'all because you see me out here in these golf courses. (laughs) And before we switch topics, just to give you a little insight on Montana, in Montana, in Walmart, there is a section called (laughs) the ethnic care section. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, one of those in. That's a real thing. That's where you find your cocoa butter, your, all your cocoa butter infused products, uh, the wave caps, the brush. Like, that's where you find all those products. So if you're ever in Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, maybe even Idaho, you black, you don't really know where to go in Walmart. You go to the ethnic care section. They'll take care of you. <laughs> Tell them some kind of all day. All day. This is a topic that's not over, America. We might jump back into this, but... We wanted to introduce the fact that we do know that this is not just going to be football talk. It's no, not, not just going to be basketball talk. Uh-uh. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to do it all. And I'm going to bring us back to really what the crutch is of this show is football knowledge from an angle that we don't really talk about, Chris. And these are two guys that have come out quite a bit because these two are arguably the greatest to ever do it at their position, a position that's, that's near and dear to my heart. You know, outside of Jerry Rice, you know, these are the two receivers that really define the game for a lot of us 
that grew up playing at our high school ball in the 90s and the early 2000s. And the two names I bring up are Randall Dot Moss and Mr. Terrell Owens. And we're not going to argue who the better receiver is because you know what? That can come to a draw more times than not. And yep. I've seen it argued plenty of times, and I've seen both points be made. And I understand it, but I'm going to position this in the way that only what's good America would do this from. And it is of no disrespect to either one of these guys. Terrell Owens actually played in our league. We love Terrell. I'm a fan yep. of Terrell Owens. Yep. Okay. But this doesn't come as any disrespect. Who is the bigger asshole between these two? <laughs> that's the, that is the position we are in. And that's the position we are going to argue here to you guys. And I am going to defend Randy Moss and say that Terrell Owens between the two of them is the bigger asshole. And my arguments will be very much quick and to the point when it comes to this. There's no denying Terrell Owens as a football player and what Terrell Owens did between those lines. First team all pro, three different teams. That's impressive. Right. You can't take that the way. I think he might be one of the only guys to ever do that. Like, it's a short list. I also looked up a stat on Terrell Owens. That's incredible. He is the only player in NFL history to score not only just one touchdown against every team in the NFL, but two touchdowns. But let's be 100%, let's be 100% honest. As a bit of a prima donna myself. <laughs> a bit? Just a little bit. Now, come on now, Chris. You got to tell them in 09. You didn't even like me. You was even more of a prima donna in 09 when we played together. You didn't want to be my friend. I don't even know how we got to – this podcast started in 09. It wouldn't have been no podcast. So <laughs> – Let's just let's be 100 about that. That's a fact. But when, it, but when, it, but when it comes to T.O., man, it's just it's a simple fact of this. At the end of the day, when this dude didn't get his way, people got fired, bro. This dude was getting people fired. And teams, one minute they went in with him, and then the next minute they can't do nothing with him. Remember when San Francisco used to be good? I do like in the, in the late nineties. I mean, they weren't like Montana young, good, but you know, Steve young played with them for a few years. They'd still make the playoffs. And then you looked up for about, yeah. Then you looked up and they drafted Alex Smith, you know, eight (laughs) years after Terrell Owens left. And then remember when Philadelphia, you know, they would make the, uh, like the conference championship like every year. And yeah. I give T.O. credit because T.O. put them over the hump, got them to the Super Bowl, you know, made them really unbeatable. And then the year after that, Donovan McNabb was traded to Washington like three years later, and they went with Michael Vick. I'm just saying. Then he goes to Dallas. Okay, Dallas just sucks. Just, Dallas sucks. They're just, they're, just, they're just trash. Yeah, that's Sorry, Cowboys fans. Your team is trash. That's coming I'm from not, a Bears fan. I'm not sorry. Dallas, you suck. So I'll give him a pass on that one because that's not his fault. That's Jerry's fault. That's a conversation for a different day. Look what happened in, in, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is making the playoffs, making the playoffs here and there. They couldn't win a playoff game, but, boy, nope. they were competitive. T.O. comes there for two years. What happens? Carson Palmer gone. 
out of there. Out of there. Blew it up. Look at Buffalo. He went to Buffalo for a couple seasons. What happened to Buffalo? They just now getting better. They took him a draft. Josh Allen from Wyoming. Yeah. California kid. That's all I'm saying. This dude, I mean, he's, I mean, T.O., he might be the coronavirus of his era. Wow. Because he, he comes in and he puts the disease on your team, boy. It takes you a few years, man. And, you, and your heads, uh, uh, the heads of states of your team don't know what to do. There ain't no ventilators around. It shuts down the whole economy. It's crazy. And it's no disrespect, T.O. I would love to sit down with you and talk the game because it has nothing to do with that. And honestly, I know you're a good dude. I do. But you're just a little bit bigger asshole than Randy. And that's all right because we wide receivers and we assholes anyway. The floor is yours. All right. I appreciate your, your candid statements about my guy. But I'm all for T.O., man. So that means that I'm completely and just unapologetically against Randy. Randy Moss is by far the biggest asshole in football. That's erroneous. And my point is even shorter. Let's go back to when Randy came out out of high school. What college was he supposed to go to? Um, that, that school that you says is absolute trash. So he was supposed to go to Florida state, but no, 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 no. no. This is my guy. But where was he supposed to go first? Notre Dame. There you go. The school you said is absolute trash. So supposed to go to Notre Dame, uh, too bit of, too big of an asshole as an 18 year old to go to Notre Dame, which that's the only thing I'm a hold for. He didn't go to Notre Dame. Good job. You would have been a bigger ass at this time now. Anyway, supposed to go to Florida State. <laughs> well, you can't go to Florida State, even though, especially at that time, and this is going to lead into my ne- for the next topic, but at that time, if he would have went to Florida State, he would have been one of the all-time greatest college quarterbacks, college athletes of all time. But guy caught stealing in the locker room. Mind you, Bobby Bowden is known for taking – troubled athletes and turning them around for three to four years so they can go make their money in NFL. But nope, T.O. screwed that up too. So then he had to go to Marshall University. I'll let that sit in for a second. You are a wait, five wait, star. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Please. Are, are, you, are, you, are you bashing small schools again? Is that where we're at in this conversation? Is this a shot? At the little guys, Chris, that try I'm, to make I'm big not, things happen. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not taking a shot at Marshall University. What I'm I saying is, sure. at that time, he was the number one ranked receiver in the country. He was the number four ranked athlete in the country. Yep. And you end up at Marshall. Now, once again, not to expose any recruiting or any secrets that you might not, that people might not know about the NCAA and violations. <laughs> Shout out Mike Bazemore. Uh, Bazemore, you might want to, you might want to turn away on this one. But to put this, to put this in terms that the kids will understand, the bag that you get from Marshall is nowhere near 
the money you can get from Notre Dame or Florida State. Let's just keep let's keep it all the way from like the money that you get allegedly. Let's we always got to keep that in there. Allegedly, the money that you get from Florida State <laughs> or Notre Dame is astronomically higher than the twelve dollars you can get from Marshall University. So yeah, I I can see that. Okay, okay, I'm glad you can see that part. So he screwed that up. Ends up in Marshall where he does amazing, just ridiculous. Like he, he clowned an entire conference for years, and it was hilarious. Gets to the yep. Vikings. Walt, you're a receiver, so you, you know a bit more about the ins and outs. What is it called when a quarterback throws like a jump ball and there's, there's like a safety there and then there's a cornerback? And then there's a receiver running. The receiver then jumps over both the safety and cornerback, catches it, and then gallops, not runs, but gallops to the end zone. What what is that catch called? Yeah, see, it was it was a phrase coined um by uh Randy Moss. You got Moss. Yeah. Uh you without got that, I wouldn't have had a football career without that. Thank so, you, Randy. So this man has a phrase for when he's embarrassing you and it's his name. How can you how can you not be the biggest asshole out of the two of them when if I catch a pass on you that I'm not supposed to catch, people are gonna yell out my last name and point at you, not me. Like, damn, bro, you just got mossed. That's all yeah. I got. That's 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 all I have. You got mossed. Man, yeah. Hold on, I'm not. I'm not done yet. Even though ESPN right now, well, not right now because there's no sports. Because allegedly Donald Trump said that some Chinese person ate a bat. Now everybody got the uh, the super flu, and there's no sports around. But well, that's his fault. That's another. That's a topic for another day. That's that's a whole another thing. So even right now, on like the little NFL show that comes on uh, ESPN during the season. They have a segment called You Got Moss. This man ain't playing in a in a decade. But you got moss, though. I know. That's just that's more greatness, Chris, than I think in being an asshole. And let's just be honest about really what happened with why he didn't go uh, to Notre Dame or Florida State. Can we be real about this, America? Please. If, if, if Randy Moss was Randy Moss in this era, none of that stuff would have happened. You know why? Weed's legal in half America. I said it. That's what it was, America. <laughs> That's all it was. You know, Randy has admitted, you know what? Marijuana is something I enjoy. And I'm not going to sit there and hide that from y'all. I'm going to make sure that I can pass the piss test when I can pass him in the league. You know, he couldn't control that at 18 and 19. You know, who has a piss test guy? Freshman, sophomore year, I don't in college, nobody has a piss test guy. They only had them for steroids, Chris. They didn't have it for weed. We learned that in the program. Yeah. So, so I mean, if that's what we're arguing, the fact that he jumped to three universities, yeah. Randy went to the university. They're going to help him. Hey, Randy, listen, we got the pee ready for you, dog. Just do you. Is that, I mean, they're legalizing it in the NFL now. Just imagine what Randy Moss would have did even in this era. 
Think about it. So just think. Okay. Just think. That's all so I'm saying. I, I see that. I see that my initial argument didn't sway you, and you're still stuck on my guy being an asshole. Okay. And I mean, okay. it's by slight it. margins because these guys are phenomenal, phenomenal men in my eyes. But we got to argue this from a different angle. We got to just say what's good, America. Like, why don't you really like one or the other? You think one of them's an asshole. That's really That's the, the, whole, the whole crux to this situation. That's it. Because you can't deny so, them as players. You you pushed to me that my guy got people cut, fired. Oh, he right? was getting people fired. So, what do you think happened to all these DBs that were? Excuse my language. Sorry, Mama. You might want to skip over this part. But what happened to these DBs that were just giving up ass to Randy Moss? Like well, you don't think these dudes were? You don't think these dudes got that nice little ticket? Uh, when they went into the locker room and that little conversation, the little quality insurance coach, uh, hey, uh, hey, man, coach, you need to talk to you. You might want to bring your playbook with you, too. Oh, you talking about that yeah. pink slip, that pink slip chalk talk? You don't think that quality coach came up? Hey, man, good game today. Uh, hey, man, it's Randy Moss. But, hey, coach, you need to talk to you real quick. Bring your playbook. Uh, don't worry about your stuff. I'll get it for you. And then the guy's like, man, what you talking about? Like, get what for me? Don't worry about it. Just go see coach. Take your playbook. I'll bag your stuff up for you. Now you got to take this long, depressing, sad-ass walk. Go see your coach because you just gave up nine catches for 220. Yeah. I'm going to explain this to you the best way I can, Chris Turner. There was a game Randy Moss's rookie year uh, that basically was the game that anointed him to the status that he is now, known as – depending on what area you talk to, you know, it's basically the Jordan LeBron conversation with Jerry Rice and Randy Moss and, or Terrell Owens. You can put Terrell Owens in that discussion too, just based on their numbers. Um, And this game was in Dallas, as a matter of fact. (laughs) And when I tell you, you you model your game after a guy, I had a game very similar to this, that I did this and anybody that, eventually starts listening from the old IFL-UIF days. And if they played in Sioux Falls, they know this is a fact. They beat us, though. I didn't do what Randy did. They, they won the game. But I had a game where I caught four passes and four touchdowns. Randy Moss did that on the NFL level. Three catches, three touchdowns. And do you know that there was a defensive back that was on that team that, um, you know, his turf toe flared up that week, and he said, you know what, I don't want these problems. <laughs> Um, arguably one of the greatest athletes to ever, in my opinion, when we talk about the greatest athlete to ever live, in my opinion, this guy is. This guy is that guy. And I'm talking about that guy from North Fort Myers. I'm talking about that guy that wore that deuce in Tallahassee, Chris Turner's first home. I'm talking about that guy that put Atlanta football on the map. I'm talking about that guy that was a championship for hire. Back-to-back years. One of the original goats. And he was a singer. And he's got a platinum record. Good call, Chris. He does. This dude was so raw that Deion Sanders says, nope, I ain't playing this guy on a bad toe. He made Deion Sanders say, nah, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) So don't, you know, when we come to what it is, I don't know if that makes anybody an asshole. 
uh, to me. That is when, when Deion Sanders respects you that much, like I got to play this dude at full strength. I'm not playing this dude at anywhere near not 100 because Deion and him did go at it. I think the year after that, when he was uh, still a cowboy before he went uh, to to be a Washington Redskin, but that what what's that, what Randy Moss is giving pink slips. He gave everybody pink slips, man. But Terrell Owens was doing it to his own teammates. Did Jeff Garcia finish his career with San Francisco after T.O. left? Nope. Did Donovan McNabb finish his career after T.O. left? Nope. Tony Romo lost his job to a fourth-round draft pick. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know. Did Carson Palmer finish his career in Cincinnati? Nope. Who nope. the hell was the quarterback in Buffalo when T.O. was there? I don't even know who was throwing Pat. J.P. Lossman? I don't I J.P. Lossman, buddy. I know it wasn't Rob Johnson. That's like Eric Moulds and Lee Evans and them. Shout out Eric no, Moulds and Lee it Evans. Was J.P. Lossman. You were right. I mean, was Marshawn Lynch playing running back in Buffalo? I mean, that's how – I mean, this is this is a ways back. But although, all I know is T.O., to his credit, he made a lot of money, and he made a lot of people happy as long as he was between them lines catching them balls. And this dude had a phenomenal career, bro, like he did. And I'm a fan of his, and I, I would love to buy him a drink. That would that'd be my thing. T.O., I'd love to buy you a drink. I just have to say it is like it's respect, but even T.O. can join in this argument. And I'd rather him go. No, Randy was a bigger asshole because I'd love T.O. to go. I got some stories. Or I'd love Randy to go. Nah, T.O. was a bigger asshole. Let me tell you about the Pro Bowl. Like, that's what we coming at America. We not coming at their character. And you can notice that we didn't talk about nothing else. We talked about just things that we see as players ourselves. You know, one guy that actually made it and another guy that never made it. But look to these guys. I wore 81 and 84 in my career. I said it. But that's where I'm at with that. I'm sorry. T.O.'s just a slightly bigger asshole. But they're both phenomenal human beings, and they're great players. You know what? I'm not going, I'm not going to agree with you. I still feel like this the way I feel. But it is what it is. We're not here to agree. Just trying try to get our point across. Yeah. All right. What's good, America? Give me a minute. For, let me let me let me talk to you for a second. Suburban Commando, Muppets in Space, Walker, Texas Ranger, Rocky Three, Gremlins Two, Romeo and Juliet, Hulk, Hogan, Thespian, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He was in a he was in a fighting scene with Chuck Norris. He beat up Sylvester Stallone. Body slammed him. Thunder lips, baby. I don't even got to take a whole minute. Hulk Hogan. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Thunder lips. Oh, oh man. I'll tell you what. It's, it, oh, my God. That It might take a minute to beat that. That Give me a minute segment, man. I, I should have let you go last. I got to follow. I got to follow Thunder lips. <laughs> Come on, man. Everybody look. Everybody loves Rocky Three. It's not that I don't. It's not that I hate him. I just pity the fool. You know, come on, man. <laughs> hey, woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, Mister. Come on. Shout out. Shout out, oh. Hulk Hogan, to Mister T, man. 
Rocky three is the Rocky three is the best Rocky. I'm sorry, I don't care. You y'all kiss my ass. We'll argue the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T alone in that movie is the epitome. <laughs> that is the epitome of Chicago. God bless Mr. T. And my family, my uncles grew up with Mr. T. Man, he's a cool dude. Man, Lawrence Terrell, he's a bad boy. Man, all right. 